Welcome to the podcast of Journey Church in Elk Grove, California. This is a podcast featuring the Sunday message as we walk through the Bible and special clips and highlights from the Journey teaching team. The mission of Journey Church in Elk Grove, California is to help people progress along their spiritual journey. Now sit back, relax, and take some notes as we jump in. Here's the show. What is on your to-do list right now? What is, uh, if you think about everything, write it all down, all the things that have to get done this week. What do you have to do? I think, I mean, just beyond the regular routine stuff you have to do for school or for, for work or just cooking and cleaning throughout the week, beyond that, are there any special projects that have to get done this week? Are there any, uh, you know, home repairs you've been putting off, right? Or the, the that closet or drawer that needs to be cleaned out and organized, right? Or that growing stack of papers by the computer on the desk that just needs to be filed, right? Or the message you have to respond to or the just the friends you want to catch up with, right? Not even talking about the video, the, all the TV shows you want to, uh, that you've been meaning to watch on Netflix or all the, uh, the books that are half read that you want to finish this week or all, the list can go on and on and on. Odds are if you wrote it all down, there'd be way more than you could ever get done in one week, right? Uh, and if one of those things in your list was to help improve and expand your vocabulary, I can check that one off for you this morning. Because I'm going to give you our journey word, uh, journey word of the week. And that word is imperative. Right? I-M-P-E-R-A-T-I-V. Imperative, right? Um, this is the word, if you, maybe you've heard it before, but we just don't use it enough because it's a really good word. Uh, it's an adjective usually, and it's used means like something can be urgent or obligatory. Other synonyms include crucial or vital or non-negotiable or uh, just things that really, if it has this, this meaning to it. Like if this doesn't get done, the mission will fail, right? If, this, if, if there's other things that get done, but those aren't as important, this is the objective that we need to get done. It's the imperative. It can also be a noun, right? You can see like, um, you know, there is, uh, as kind of a command to someone, you know, like the mom left her kids with an imperative to clean their room before grandma comes over, right? That's an imperative. It's, like, it's a command, right? It can also be a part of speech, right? There's the imperative mood that you can put onto a sentence. I learned this from Spanish class. Like, you know, they say like, uh, wash your hands. In Spanish, it's called the imperativo, right? And you have to, it's a way you conjugate the verbs. You know, lave sus manos. You change the words if it's a command. So imperative is, has lots of meanings. Um, and uh, my son, Sam, who's a senior in high school, learned the meaning of imperative firsthand this week as he went through his schedule uh he's thinking you know it was finals week last week and so you know he's taking lots of hard classes all of his hard classes fell in this term so he had a lot of tests to study for he had a lot of projects that he had to get wrapped up this week uh you know including filming himself playing the xylophone and he had things where he had to log in with other people and put things together and he had a lot of uh a lot of things going on not to mention this is the time of the year being a senior that he has to start filling out all the financial aid forms for next year in college and do his college application it all just came down to him on one week. And he quickly realized there's just more than I can get done each day. And so he had to figure out what was imperative to be done that day and get that done first. And everything else he kind of had to push off to the next day and keep on going. Uh, but, you know, as long as he gets the imperatives done, then he was good to go. The question I have for us this morning is, What's imperative for my life, right? And we can talk about all the other things we have to do, um, but let's think more specifically, like, what's imperative for my spiritual life? What's important for me to get done 
emotionally and, and, and relationally that has to, what's the most important thing to get done? Because let's face it, if we get those things done and the other things don't get done, if we don't get to make it to the bottom of our list, we'll still be okay. And luckily, uh, the passage we're looking at today, Romans 13, 8 through 10, uh, Paul lays out an imperative for us. So let's see and see what that says. Uh, Romans 13, 8 through 10, let love be your only debt. If you love others, you have done all the law commands. demands. In the law, there are many commands, such as be faithful in marriage, do not murder, do not steal, do not want what belongs to others. But all of these are summed up in the command that says, love others as much as you love yourself. No one who loves others will harm them. So love is all that the law demands. Um, maybe the biggest transition that I had to do and change the way I did things for distance learning was the way I give tests. No longer can I just, you know, make 150 photocopies of a test front and back and pass it out and then stare at them as they take it to make sure they're not cheating, right? I can't do that anymore. It just doesn't work. Uh, everything's done through computer. I can send them a, a Google Doc, whatever, and I can try to have their cameras on, but even then, there's no way that I can tell if they're actually doing it themselves or not. So I said, it. I'm not going to do that at all, and I changed it, and all my quizzes are video quizzes. So what I'll do is I will create, a, you can see, uh, I don't know if you're looking at the screen, you can see, or um, there it is, you can see, uh, this is what it looks like every week, every Friday, at the end of the week, I look at all the things we learned, and then I make a video asking one question that kind of sums up what we learned that week. The kids have 20 minutes to watch the video, do the work, and then make a video of themselves where they hold up the work and explain what they did step by step, and they respond to it, and that's their quiz, right? And so it's my job to come up with one question, because that's really all I have time for, one question that makes sure that if they can answer that question, then they will probably be able to answer everything else that we learned that week. What is the most imperative stuff that we learned this week? And usually it's a multiple step, multiple step question, but it's the, it's, I keep one question down that they can't just look up online. They have to actually sit down and work it out and then explain it. And I figured, you know, even if even if they look at their notes, even if they get the answer from someone else, if they can't look into the camera and explain how they did it, then they didn't learn it, right? So if they have to be able to explain that, and even if they got the answer from somewhere else, they can do it. It's, that shows me that they got the imperatives for that week. That's how I do things. So that's kind of what Paul's laying out for us here. If you look back at the verse again, he says, look, there's lots of things that we're supposed to be doing, and those are all good things. But if, as long as you can say that you loved each other, then that covers everything else, right? And I want to break this down a little more there, a little farther. He says, you know, if we get to the point where we can love others, then we everything else falls into place. It sums up everything, and if we hit that mark well, everything else is taken care of. Let's look at this a little more broken down. Uh, the very first sentence, right out of the bat, just got me, right? He says, "Let love be your only debt." What is he talking about here? Well, I think, I mean, at first, on first glance, you know, it looks like maybe it's good financial advice, right? Don't get over your head with credit cards. Don't take out too many loans that you can't pay back. All those things, which makes a lot of sense, and that's really good financial advice. But if you look at the rest of the context, I think he's talking more, uh, it's very clear, he's talking about more like relational, emotional, spiritual things. How can we relate to each other there? Because when we owe something to someone, we feel this burden between us, right? There's like this unfinished business. When we owe something, something they can kind of have us on the hook, right, for something. They have something that's hold over, uh, holding, holding over us. And what Paul is trying to say is we should strive to get to the point where the only unfinished business I have with anyone else is my burden to show them God's love. 
right? That, there should be nothing else on my agenda. I should have no other imperatives other than to show them God's love. And we mix a lot of other things in there, right? We kind of feel like it's our job to like, you know, maybe it's our imperative also to show them when they're wrong or to try to fix all their problems for them, right? Or correct them and maybe, you know, put them in their place even. Or maybe to, you know, knock them down a peg a little bit if they're riding too high. Or maybe we need to maybe even humiliate them or whatever it might be. We have this like built-in thing where we feel like, I need to be the one that makes things fair. I need to be the things that brings justice about. Uh, and that's not what he's saying here. He's saying the only thing that you're responsible for to other people is to love them, right? And if anything else is in the way, we just don't do well with multiple imperatives, right? We can't have two things that are the objective right here. We have to focus on one thing, and that's just to love them. Without all the other things that we mix in, that's not our job. Let's let God take care of you know, teaching the lessons and for bringing justice. Let's, God's good at that. Let's let him do that. Our only job is to love them. Okay? Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. A great way to stay connected is our website, journeyelkgrove.com or find us on Facebook. Now back to the show. So you might look at the rest of the verse and say, okay, well, maybe I'm doing pretty good here, right? Be faithful in marriage, check, got that one, right? Do not murder, uh, do dreams count? Okay, no, check, good, got that, right? Uh, do not steal, I think I'm okay on that one. I can't remember stealing anything lately, check. Uh, be, uh, do not want uh, what belongs to others, let's just skip that one and keep on moving on. You kind of go through and try to hit these lists without looking at what's imperative, which is to love one another, right? And when it says, you know, do love others as much as you love yourself, I think we get that twisted sometimes, right? We think, well, I'm pretty miserable right now, and so uh, I'm going to drag everyone else down and make them as miserable as I am, loving them as love others, right? Or we think that the golden rule, do unto others as uh, you want them to do unto you, and we twist it just slightly to say, do unto others as they did to you, as they done did to you, I'm going to do it back to them. And you guys think it's more about getting even than showing them God's love. Maybe you've heard of cancel culture. It's kind of like a trend on almost all the social media platforms, right? Um, and I had, we had to have a family meeting about it. When I started hearing my 11-year-old daughter saying things like, oh, this person's canceled and that person's canceled. So I said, what does this mean? And what it is, if you ever heard of it, is if someone does something or says something that's wrong or offensive, then the rest of the social media gets together and says, okay, that person is canceled. They kind of boycott them or banish them. We no longer follow them. And it, sound, it kind of sounds like a good idea at first, maybe. Like the idea that we should be selective and maybe strategic on who we allow and influence in our lives. And if someone is you know, not like that, maybe we should think twice about listening to them, which is kind of a good idea. But it's also a dangerous one. And the idea that if anyone makes a mistake, that they get banished, that's a that's a bad precedent to set, right? Because let's face it, everyone makes mistakes, right? We're all at some point going to say something or do something that we probably shouldn't, that's not appropriate, or offensive, or even just different, right? And uh, eventually, if we go on this road, all of us are going to get canceled, right? Which is a dangerous way to live. And so I said, this is, the reason it's dangerous is it doesn't allow for any kind of forgiveness. And it goes against that, that famous Rick Warren quote that says, you know, there's two lies that people buy in society that if I love you, I have to agree with everything you say or that if I disagree with you, I have to hate you, 
right? It's like in the middle there. It's okay if people make mistakes. It does not remove our imperative to love them, right? That's important. And I'm actually talking about this with the teaching team yesterday, and Anna Osborne brought to mind, uh, she enlightened me, that there's also the opposite of this cancel culture, which is the dirty delete culture, which is this. I didn't know what it was until yesterday. Um, the idea is this. There are some circles online where if you put something up there that ends up being offensive, they will not let you delete it. You can't dirty delete that. You have to live with it. You have to leave it up there and let everyone make fun of you for it and let everyone shame you for saying that because there's no going back, right? This is the non-dirty delete culture. So this is the opposite of that, but both of these are dangerous ways to go, right? This idea that, you know, if you make a mistake, you're done, right? Or you make a mistake and you have to be accountable for that forever. Aren't you glad that we serve a God does all the dirty deleting for us, that when he came and lived the perfect life and died on the cross for us, that he deleted all of our sins. He made us clean, right? Not because of our righteousness, because he put his righteousness onto us. And aren't you glad that when we mess up again, he doesn't cancel us right away, right? Aren't you glad that he gives us more chances? God loves us unconditionally. And the kind of love that's our imperative, the only way we can actually get there to understand it is to have that relationship and believe uh, what came from God in the, in the ABC prayers, how we start, right? This is how we kind of start the interaction with God and for the first time experience the unconditional love that God has for us, right? It starts by admitting that we're not perfect, admitting that we deserve to be canceled, right? God has every right to cancel us, but instead of doing that, he loved us anyway because he created us, he considers us his children, and he provided a way. And the way he provided for us is to believe that Jesus came, lived the perfect life, and died on the cross for us. And that not only did that, in his dying, he was the perfect sacrifice that we deserve to be, that we should have been, right? He did it for us, and that took away all of our sins. And then he rose again, proving that he was God, he defeated death, and if you believe that in our hearts, forgiveness is given to us. Not because we earned it, because he gave it to us. And then the C is to commit. To commit to making it an imperative to show that love that God showed to us as best we can to everyone else out there. Especially the people in our, I think I'm in my back pocket here, in our front row, right? If you have this card still where you put some names on the back there, um, if you don't have this or you just have a different list, you can do that. But this is, I mean, we can't necessarily impact everyone that we see. We don't have that in road for all that stuff. But the people that we should focus on mostly, the people in our front row that we talked about in the last series, that just really uh, God's put right in the perfect spot for us to just love as an imperative, to show them God's love without any other things attached. It really comes back to our motivation as Christians. What, why are we loving each other? Why are we doing good? It's not to earn any favor, right? It's already given to us for free, but it's really just, and we're not trying to have any kind of subversive agenda where we're trying to change that person necessarily. That's God's job. We can't save them. Our job is just to love them. And we're going to read about in the F260 plan this week uh, in 1 Corinthians. We're going to get, I think it's on Thursday, we read the love chapter, number 13, where we're talking about if you did all these great things, but you didn't love, it was worthless, Right? If you got all the things in your to-do list done, but you didn't love each other as the only imperative we have, you're wasting your time. Right? And that's what the big challenge is all about. The big challenge is to this. Uh, let love be my only debt. Put that at the top of your to-do list. 
you know you're not going to get to the whole thing anyway, right? So just bump them all down by one and put the very top one to be loving others. If that's what we get done this week and everything else, uh, we'll see. Put it on next week, right? Pay the late fee and just do it later, right? Right. So that's okay. We know we can't get there. Now, if you're not a person that makes to-do lists, like I do that sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed, but most of the time I rely on my phone's reminders. So do this. If you're not the one making a to-do list and putting it at the top, do this. Set yourself a reminder for every morning this week. The first thing you do when you wake up, look at your phone. It says, let love be my only debt. And all the other things that we thought were important, that were imperative, let's get rid of that, right? Let's make sure that those might be good things even, right? Some of the things we have to do. But as long as we are loving others first, that's what matters. That's the imperative. That's what's going on. Thanks for joining us this week on the Journey Church Elk Grove, California podcast. Connect with us at journeyelkgrove.com where you can get the latest updates, subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This way, you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating or a comment. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Links are in the show description. Remember, we're here to help people progress on their spiritual journey. Thank you for spending some time with us today.